everyone, and welcome to another episode of 1923 Main Street. Home of the Disney Travel Podcast with the latest Disney travel news. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellabranic. And I'm Amelia Bellabranic. And today, Disney has finally released the Candlelight Processional Celebrity Narrators and some more Disney at Christmas news is seeping through. Yes, it's that time of year again when everybody waits to see who will be the celebrity narrators for the Candlelight Processional at Epcot. So we will go through the list. Who's new? Who's back? Who would we want to see? And who have we seen? Now, you know, sadly, we will not be doing the Candlelight Processional this year, and I'm going to miss it, but it's only because of Jollywood Nights. So we have the Very Merry Christmas Party. We have the new Jollywood Nights Christmas Party to go to. We're just running out of time to do all these things. But... We have lots of tips and information to share if you have not done it before, along with other things happening at Epcot at Christmas. So let's jump right in. The processional is a must-see, I would I would say. It is the Christmas story, so you have to, you know, want to hear the Christmas story retold, but it is with a celebrity narrator that changes every few days, a huge choir, a huge orchestra, and there's even the cool trumpeters and the Voices of Liberty that come over from the America Pavilion. Yes, of course. So there's a lot to see, and there's a couple different ways you can do the Candlelight Processional, but I definitely recommend trying at least one of them, even if it's not the whole elaborate packages that you can get with this. So let's go through the list, and then we will talk about other things like that dining packages. Are they worth it, and how does it actually work? So it kicks off on November 24th. Let's go through the list and the dates. Kicking it off on November 24th and 25th is Chrissy Metz, and she is new this year. Yes, another new member this year on November 26th and 27th is Luis Fonzi. And if you have some, I guess, say old timers in your family, they will love to see Anne Margaret, also new. And she's 82. So, wow. And that would be November 28th and 29th. And then on November 30th, all the way through December 2nd, we have Simu Liu. And on December 3rd through 5th, we have John Stamos. And then my perennial favorite and who we saw last year and has been doing this for a long time and does such a good job is Neil Patrick Harris. He will be there December 6th through 8th. Yeah, well, Disney's covering their sitcom bases with those two. And then following him is Marley Matlin. She is December 9th to 11th. She's done this before, so she's an old hand at it. Yes, another brand new face is Brendan Fraser, who will be there from December 12th through 14th. And who we would have seen if we were going this year, Eva Longoria, also new there December 15th and 16th. Yeah, my mom's upset. Party nights for us will be at the Christmas party on the 15th and Jollywood nights on the 16th. So unfortunately, we won't catch Eva this year. Yes, and former member of New Kids on the Block, Joey McIntyre, is new this year on December 17th and 18th. Lots of news following Joey is Sterling K. Brown, December 19th and 20th, another new voice. Yes, and yet another new voice, Disney's really filling the slot this year, is Jordan Fisher from December 21st to 23rd, who you may recognize from Happily Ever After. And then Stephen Curtis Chapman follows Jordan Fisher. And he is there December 24th through 26th, so he gets that Christmas slot. And he is not new, so they gave a veteran the Christmas spot. Yes, and running a little while after Christmas, our last new face, Audra McDonald, is from December 27th and 28th. 
And then rounding it out just before New Year's, Lisa Lang, December 29th and 30th. So I have to say, this is probably one of the most well-rounded lineups in recent memory. Yeah, it's a good one. It is a very good one. So almost no matter when you're going, there's someone well worth... I mean, they're always good. They, you know, they Disney does a great job of picking all yes. of these individuals to be the celebrity narrators. Yeah, they do tend to be a little bit of a bigger star bracket than... Some other Epcot yeah, festivals. So like Eat to the Beat and those things. These are all a good mix of current, past, and just popular people. All right. Now, how do you see the Candlelight Processional? You've probably heard of the dining package option. If you've never done it, we have done it. That option requires you to book a restaurant, which gives you a spot, a guaranteed seat at a show of your choice. Tickets go on sale or meals and reservations go on sale on October 17th. But let's talk about how this really works. So first of all, you're not necessarily guaranteed to get the restaurant you want because there are a limited number of slots for this dining package. It's a set menu or it's a prefix. So you have to get, you know, appetizer, entree, dessert and such. So they do limit it. So for example, you might want La Cellier, but you're really going to be eating at Coral Reef. Now, this is a good point. What Amelia is basically saying is these sell out fast because people want to get the top restaurants first. <laughs> we got probably our least favorite restaurant being Coral Reef. I really just don't like it as a restaurant at all. Food quality, not great and such. But that's what we got last year because I waited too late. And so, I mean, we got one. But another important thing is you're guaranteed a seat but you're not guaranteed a specific seat. So yeah. if you, Or, in other words, a good seat. Yeah, so here's how it works if you've never done this. So first of all, let me tell you the restaurants. You're going to choose between Akershus, Akershus, as we once uh, did the pronunciation on this show, Akershus, Beer Garden, Coral Reef, Garden Grill, Le Cellier, Rosen Crown, and Spice Road Table. Those are the table service restaurants you will have a choice of. And when these packages sell out for your day, you, they're done. Yeah. There are also very limited walk-ups on show day at Regal Eagle Smokehouse, but these sell out. Yeah, quickly. you've got to get there right in the morning if you want to do that quick service walk-up. So basically, you get your meal, you get a show on the day, a seat, but you don't just walk in. What happens well, I is... I suppose you could... <laughs> Well, you could, but everybody who's reserved these dining packages starts to line up outside the theater well over an hour before the showtime. Yeah, which if you know anything about how far apart these showtimes are spaced, you might want to bring some of those noise-canceling headphones to avoid hearing the entire thing twice. Yeah, so here's my recommendation. Here's my first tip for you on this. There are usually three shows a day. The first one is, you know, it's still light out, but by the third show, it's dark. We like the third show because it's dark, but you've got to get in line an hour before, and that means you're going to basically be listening to the entire show well, that's sitting going on, on the floor. Well, <laughs> sitting on the ground in front of the Japan Pavilion <laughs> or somewhere in that area, listening to the whole show before you go in. So, my tip is if you don't want to do that and you just want to make it easy on yourself, pick the first show. Yes, it's still light out, but you won't hear any other shows. You're still going to have to get in line. So just because you have a dining package doesn't mean you don't line up. Now, 
There is standby lines too, so if the dining packages don't fill up the entire theater, a few stragglers will get in from a line on the other side of the theater over towards Germany. But, you know, those are, that's standby for anyone. So that's what it means to have a reserved seat. It doesn't mean you have a specific seat and it doesn't mean you can walk up at showtime. Please get there at least an hour earlier, unless you don't care, right? If you don't really care where you're sitting and you're way at the back, then that's fine. Then you can just walk up to the line at the very end because you are guaranteed a seat. And you can always be the person that just happens to be at Epcot that day and stands behind a crowd of a ton of people or at an awful angle and watches for free. That is also a possibility. Yeah, that's a possibility too. So there you have it. But all in all, it is a spectacular show. It's been running. It used to be at the Magic Kingdom way, way, way back. And it's been running for an awful long time. So well worth seeing. Definitely put you in the Christmas yeah. spirit. It's it's quite good if you do want to get a covered seat, like if your night has chances of rain, you might try to get there a little bit earlier because there's only a few rows of covered seats at the front. That is another good point. But other than that, the seat, like truly any seat in the theater is not terrible. You're decently close either way. So, so all these people are listed on our show notes at 1923mainstreet.com. Check it out. And again, October 17th, circle that on your calendar because you're going to want to get the restaurant you want. We like either Le Cellier. Well, probably Le Cellier would be my top pick. Yes. All right. Santa is also back on another note at the Odyssey Pavilion at Epcot. He will be there November 24th through December 24th. And you can get your pictures and meet Santa and so on. Always fun to do on a Disney vacation. Very Solid magical. 30 days of magic. And also back. Yes, the Holiday Kitchens and Cookie Stroll. So there are over 15 Holiday Kitchens that, you know, tempt you with their global holiday cheer. So that's, and I think those are good. I like the Holiday Kitchens. I enjoy kitchens. the Holiday Kitchens. They're quite good. And then they also have the Holiday Cookie Stroll, which is if you buy five cookies from any Cookie Stroll locations and get a, the magic stamp in your festival passport. Once you have five stamps, you can bring it to Holiday Sweet and Treats Holiday Kitchen and then get a free cookie. And this runs through December 30th. Now let's talk about the Cookie Stroll. The Cookie Stroll is fine. That's what I'm going to say. It's not bad for what you're paying. There are better cookies available, but it's not bad. Yeah, I would recommend, and we're going to talk about the next event that happens. And I'm going to say the cookie stroll for me is not worth it. I would recommend not doing it because the price you pay for the cookies, uh, one or two of them are great, but some of them are eh. And even the one you get as a freebie is okay, but they're not the greatest cookies. In fact, last year, there was quite a bit of backlash on social media about them being stale or dry or, you know, just not up to quality at all. So, I mean, I have to say, I think we've talked about this, but Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party oh, yeah, yeah. has its own little mini cookie stroll, which is basically, imagine the Halloween party trick-or-treating, but they give you a cookie. At each of these locations, they aren't gourmet. They're packaged in, you know, little plastic, but they're quite good. They're not all cookies either. Some are drinks. They've changed it up in recent years, but the cookies yeah, they do get. Yeah, but there are a solid five, yeah. six, or seven cookies and throughout the park. There, I mean, there's no extra cost, but again, you pay to get into that party, but those are way better quality, I agree. Far, far better. Yeah, I love in those fact, cookies. In fact, we did both of those again back to back last year, and it was like, wow, these Epcot cookies are not quite close, <laughs> but... If you do want to do a fun thing at Christmas, you do have another option, which I would recommend over the cookie stroll if you just want to have a stroll type of fun thing to do, especially if you have kids. Yeah, this one's quite fun. 
Olaf's Holiday Tradition Expedition Scavenger Hunt. And this you is, know Epcot loves its scavenger. Yes, this is all the way through World Showcase. So you buy your map and your stickers from the Festival Merchandise Kiosk, and you can discover the tradition that Olaf found out at each pavilion. And even if you don't complete the quest, you can still redeem your map at Creation Shop or Disney Traders or World Traveler at the International Gateway, and you get a special holiday keepsake. This also runs through December 30th. Yeah, so you know what? This is in my opinion, a far more fun thing to do. And then go to the holiday kitchens and buy a good snack instead yeah. of buying five cookies of which one is good. So, Or not specifically for Christmas, but the Germany Pavilion in Caramel Kush has this delicious gingerbread cookie sandwich. Oh, it's yeah. It's so good. It is. That is not dry. Please get this. <laughs> that it's is, delicious. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. It's, I, I'll vouch for that as well. It's Even though it's available, not necessarily just at this time, it's very Christmassy. So, yeah, totally so, recommend it. There you go. Get ready for this candlelight processional. If you are lucky enough to be going, then I would recommend doing it if you've never done it or if you haven't done it for a long time. So check the show notes on 1923 Main Street. Follow along on social media as well. And check out our new shop with our subtle, cool Disney-inspired designs. A touch of magic. Also at 1923mainstreet.com slash shop. Thank you for listening. As always, we will see you again next week and have a magical day. Bye-bye.